Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bruins defeated the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche extending their home winning streak to 14 games to start the year. They beat the Avalanche 5-1. And there's a lot of great to take from this game, Scott. But 20-3 and overall, I mean, this is insane. In a, in a league where parity is king, I mean, you can be a top team in the league, but to only have three losses, you know, what are we, seven weeks into the season? I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, it really is. And we're now more, we all had this three week stretch highlighted late November, early into like the second week of December. We're now ha- more than halfway through that nine game stretch. Uh, they've played five and they're four and one in these five. And, you know, you beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, two wins over the Lightning, who have won the conference the last three years. You beat the Carolina Hurricanes, who knocked you out of the playoffs last year and swept you in the regular season. Like, it hasn't slowed them down at all. They just keep going. And look, we mentioned this a little bit on the last podcast, but Colorado is banged up, like, especially up front. Uh, no Gabriel Landeskog, no Valerie Nishushkin, no Evan Rodriguez. Tonight they lose Arturi Lekkinen in the first period. So, like, yes, there's a caveat there. You didn't get the abs at full strength. But if the Bruins play like this, I'm not sure it even matters. I mean, the Lightning have been pretty much at full strength and they've beaten them. Like, the Bruins are just playing at such a level that it's like, when they play like this, no one's going to be able to match them. Or at the very least, no one's going to be able to... uh, certainly not going to be able to like dominate them. Like that's never going to happen. The only way that they're ever going to lose a game comfortably is if they have an off night, which will happen at some point. And, you know, they'll probably, 
hit some injuries that'll slow them down. But like, you know, Martian was saying that tonight after the game. He was like, we're going to hit some adversity at some point, And that's usually good. Like teams have to go through that. And, and he said, you know, we really haven't hit any yet. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, that's not even really entirely true. Like they did have a lot of injuries uh, to start the year, including Martian himself being out McAvoy being out, like run through all the other guys who were getting injured for a couple games here and there, you know, whether it was uh, Hall at one point, Krejci, uh, Obviously, Forbert's missed time recently. Grizzly was out to start the season. Carlo missed a couple games. Like, they actually have had a bunch of injuries, so there has actually been some adversity there, and it didn't matter. And now they're completely healthy, or, you know, very close to it. I guess, you know, Craig Smith might still be a little banged up. But, man, it's like when when everything's when everyone's there and they're playing like this, it's like, how, like who really stands all that much of a chance. And yeah, there's going to be losses. Like we know that, but when they're on top of their game, there's just other teams are really going to struggle to beat them. And like, I don't think even a full strength avalanche team would have beaten them tonight. You know, I mean, the Bruins are rolling five to one, like abs got it to three, one. And you're like, Oh, maybe they could make it a little bit interesting. And then the Bruins just turn it on, score twice in 10 seconds, game over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you mentioned the forwards up front for the Avalanche that were not in the lineup. And on the back end, considering you have less defensemen than forwards over the course of a game, the fact that they're missing Bo Byram and Josh Manson, yeah, it's less bodies than they're missing up front, but you also have less defensemen, right? It's six six versus 12. So it, it honestly kind of evens out when you're talking about the impact of, of injuries on both sides of the puck for, for Colorado. I mean, Manson's a big body. Um, and Bo Byram is a um, fluid skater, good puck mover that they were missing. But as you alluded to, the Bruins won this game 5-1, to one, and it wasn't all that close. I mean, Colorado had one push in the, you know, the third period when they got a fortunate goal to make it 3-1. to one. But besides that, like, the Bruins just smothered them. And they're making the defending Stanley Cup champions – they looked like just another team out there. They look no different than the other teams the Bruins have walked through this season. And you can talk about the injuries that Colorado had going into the, into the game. Okay. Um, they still had Nathan McKinnon. They still had Kale McCarr. They still had Miko Rantanen. And those guys, as good as they are, there was they didn't impact the game tonight. It, and, and that's because the Bruins, well, first of all, structurally, they're, they're very sound their work ethic is, is second to none. That's the biggest thing with this Bruins team is that yes, they're deep. Yes, they have talent, but you watch how they hunt pucks. You watch how their second and third effort on pucks are they're outworking their opponents. And that is why that is the main reason why they're winning these games, because there are a lot of talented rosters in, in, in NHL past that haven't got off to the start. Right. And, um, and as far as like the Bruins facing adversity, and you mentioned this as well, but they've had their injuries this year. It's not like it's not like they've they're 23 games into the year and they haven't had hit the injury bug yet. They've hit it. Um, it's just been kind of staggered, but you don't notice it as much with them. And this is kind of a testament to Colorado, right? Or, or not to Colorado, but to the Bruins compared to other the other best teams. Colorado hits the injury bug. They play an elite team like Boston. 
and they look average. Now, Colorado, I think they've won seven of the last 10. So, like, they came into this game pretty strong. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I was looking up, like, they've won nine of their last 12. And during that stretch, they have two wins over Carolina. Again, a team I think we all believe is really good. And two wins over Dallas, who's been off to a great start. So it's like the Avs, even as banged up as they are, have still been able to beat other good teams, but not the Bruins. <laughs> like, they weren't even able to to keep it close. Exactly. The, it wasn't even a back-and-forth game. It was, it was, it was all Boston. And to my point about that, like when, when Colorado is, has injuries and they come across a strong team like Boston, it shows. Right. But when the Bruins have their, their guys injured and their depth tested, they've risen to the occasion because they have that depth and they have that next minute mentality. Not that the defending champions don't have that mentality. Like Colorado has been there. They've done that. They know what it takes. They get it. Okay. This is not, this is not against Colorado, but what I would say to people that are, you know, saying, Oh, well, you know, Colorado, they had a bunch of guys out. Well, okay. Well, it's not like the Bruins were on their heels and scraped by with a shootout victory. Like, okay, they had guys out, and the Bruins made it look like they had guys out. So they did exactly what a good team would do in this situation, which was they didn't. It wasn't all that close. I'm not saying it wasn't competitive between the whistles. I'm just saying, like, the Bruins just were never on their heels besides a couple of minutes in the third period, and they are already up three goals at that point, or I guess two. Um so yeah, I mean the Bruins. Look, it's it's they're a very 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 deep team. That is for sure. They this this offensive system with Jim Montgomery. You know it it, it really it's really showing in some players that were offensively anemic last year. Um, you know Nick Foligno, we've talked about at nauseum. Um, another another really really staple moment for him tonight uh he gets hit from behind it wasn't the it wasn't the worst hit in the world but you know it, it could have been a minor penalty um but he gets up and he and he he exchanges uh you know right hands with um i forget his first name but uh, england for for colorado big big defenseman on the back end and it was yeah. a really strong fight like that was that was a that was a heavyweight type type fight and just you know um but you know he he's had a resurgence obviously nick felino i mean and we're going to get into Trent Frederick. He's another guy who's just like really, really playing well. So, yes, the Bruins, look, are the Bruins going to play, you know, uh, are they going to are they going to play the Islanders or or the Sabres, you know, on a on a weeknight in, in December or January and, and lose and throw up a dud? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen. But, like, you know, overall, this team is just really, really, really impressive. Yeah, I mean – you know, just looking over the numbers, it's like all 
the Bruins' top three lines, like, all won their battles for the night. And, and you know, Montgomery, like, said this after the game, and it was almost like, like he didn't want to brag too much. But, you know, because, like, in his opening comments, he talked about how, like, yeah, like, it was, a, it was a really good win for us. Like, we know the Avalanche are a little banged up. You know, we might be facing a stronger team when we go out there if they get guys back. Like, you know, like, did that and then, some someone asked like straight up like what did you think when it was best on best your top line versus their top line and he's like I thought we controlled play and they did like the, the you got the Bergeron line against the McKinnon line uh, with Lindholm and McAvoy on the Bruins defense and and Taves McCarr on the Avs defense you got that matchup a lot and the the Bruins won it like. McKinnon, McCarr, Taves, those guys were all sub 50% in terms of Corsi. They're all sub 50 for sub 50% in terms of expected goals. Uh, McCarr was on the ice for just talking five on five, one goal against none for McKinnon, two against none for Devin Taves, three against zero four. Like, so it's not just that like, Oh, the Bruins beat up on, on the Avalanche's depth guys who, you know, some of them might not be in the lineup in a couple of weeks. No, like they, they beat the top guys too. They won those battles as well. And then add in what their second and third lines do. Pasenak scores twice, one on the power play, but another, you know, a breakaway sprung by Krejci. And then the third line scores twice with Trent Fredericks uh, scoring both. And one was a shift where Taylor Hall actually wasn't even out there. It was, uh, Things have kind of gotten jumbled because of uh, special teams. And Zaka was out there with them. And it's the give and go between McAvoy and Zaka. Coyle, good puck protection, that shift. And ends with Frederick burying a rebound. And then the second one, just, again, McAvoy makes quick play up to Coyle. Coyle to Hall over to Frederick on, on the rush and, and buries it. And that line was, I think, really good all night. I, you know, I tweeted in like the third period that I thought it was a great game for Frederick, even besides the goal. And then he gets a second goal on top of it to just kind of, you know, cherry on top of a, of a really good game for him. But yeah, it's like, so the Bruins top guys can win battles against the other team's top guys. And then you add that depth and it's like, forget it. Like at least what the avalanche have right now for like their second and third, fourth lines, isn't going to stack up and look, the abs are going to get basically like a full second line back when they get some of their injured guys back. But it's, you know, but you're talking about one of the, the abs are one of the deeper teams in the NHL. They just won the cup and you look at it and you're like, man, like, I don't even know if their depth stacks up. It, there's just, there's not many teams that, that can.